You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hi there, this is Sarah, your host of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about shedding your limiting labels and beliefs. And so when we do that, all of us can live our dreams and shine our lights in the world just a little bit brighter. Um, I got a question for you. What were you doing when you were 13 years old? Think back. I know exactly what I was doing. Depending on the time of the year, I was either hanging out with a horse, riding with my friends. If it was summer, I might have been at the local rec pool, um, again, hanging out with friends, um, and probably looking forward to when I could drive a car. But what I wasn't doing was already wishing and hoping that I could start my life over. So I want you to think about where you were at 13 and if you can even imagine what it would feel like to want to have a do-over on your already pretty short life. Well, our guest today knows something about that, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background on her. We're going to be joined by Jessica Perez. Jessica is the founder, owner, and head chef for Meal Prep For You, her own business. Um, And Jessica did grow up in a very broken home. She describes it as tumultuous. And at 13 years old, she left her hometown to come to Nevada for the purpose of starting her young life over, which is why I asked you, can you imagine it? And that actually was the first of many start overs that led her to where she is today. And today she is a business owner, mother, wife, entrepreneur, and a role model for many others who want to pursue their own dreams and keep evolving. Um, It was her most recent evolution, though, that actually led her to me or me to her, depending on how you look at how you view life. I found Jessica when I was searching for a solution um, to my own kind of like overwhelmed feeling of taking care of folks who had very, very different health needs and eating requirements. So we'll talk more about that, but I I didn't have the energy or inclination to continue cooking separate healthful meals every night. And at the end of my rope, I just thought, I'm just going to throw it out there to Google and see if there's any solution near me and in walks Jessica. So we're going to talk about that a little bit too. Um, But I asked some questions of her. I got some more information. And then I just jumped all in and thought, you know what, this could be great. And as they say, the rest was history. So since meeting Jessica, I continue to be inspired, not just by her food, her inspired cooking, but the care and approach that she takes to her business, her clients, to nutrition, um, and to growing her own team. And I know we're all going to learn a lot from Jessica today. So with that as an intro, let's welcome our guest, Jessica Perez. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing? 
Hi, Sarah. I am so, so good. And I'm just absolutely honored to be here with you today. Thank you for the beautiful intro. Um, I almost got teared up, so I'm trying not to get emotional. <laughs> Feel free. You can get emotional. It's all good. Um, and as my audience knows, we like to find out more about our guests by asking them if there is something that you do every day that helps keep you focused on your big dreams and goals, Jessica, so that you don't get pulled in every different direction. Right, right. And, you know, for me, it's it's simple. It's probably a little cliche um, and, and something that a lot of people hear when they think of like healthy people and stuff like that. And really, for me, it's just exercise. It's mindful exercise. It's um, whether it's yoga, meditation, um, or even in the gym, you know, throwing weights around or just getting some cardio. Uh, for me, it's where I find my center. It's where a lot of my ideas come to me. Um, I often have to stop in the middle of the session and, you know, take a note through my phone or something and, and jot something down because I'm thinking of the next step or what's the next thing I want to do with the business or maybe it's a menu for a client, something like that. So I really find that exercise kind of brings me just to center. It brings me to my mind-body connection and that is absolutely key for, you know, keeping calm in, in the chaos and, and in the storm that is my life on a day-to-day -day basis. So so I would just say, you know, keeping moving. Um, again, it's it's slow movement sometimes. It's just meditation and sitting for a few minutes, um, even just in the shower and really, you know, letting things come to you and then taking that minute to run out of the shower or soaking wet and, you know, write down your notes real quick so you don't forget because it's all about when your inspiration comes to you and, and take, you know, taking that in moment to really capitalize on it. So... <clears throat> Very cool. I just had this vision of you having a waterproof marking board in your shower, which would kind of defeat the purpose. If that was exactly, please let me know, send me the link because I'm all over it. That's like literally the best time between there or in the middle of a weight training or cardio session. So, you know, I never really get all the way through something because I have to stop midway because I'm like, oh, it hit me. <laughs> so. All the ideas keep coming. Well, that's what's great about having keeping an open channel for inspiration. Correct. But, you know, I talked a little bit in your intro that you came here to do a do-over at 13, right? Yeah. How yeah, yeah. did you make your way into Nevada? And did you have a vision for what you wanted your first do-over to look like? Um, well, so my dad kind of paved the way uh, for my migration here. He uh, moved here when I, I want to say I was eight or nine years old, left um, home. Uh, and I was living with my mom at the time and, uh, the home situation was not healthy. It wasn't, uh, conducive to a, a proper growth. Um, I'd had many young traumas that I survived and, uh, tried to put into my past and then just kind of forget about for a while. But as I, I guess a lot of us as adults know, there's only so much you can run away from and, and those traumas kind of shape the way you respond to new things in your, in your environment and in your life. And um, so part of that was me recognizing that my patterns were not going to allow me to be better. I, I, it was either kind of like following in my mom's footsteps or just the crowd that I was around at the time that I'd fallen into to kind of keep myself safe. 
Um, and so my dad was here. I had come up to visit him for a summer break and uh, he lived on a ranch way out in the middle of nowhere, Nevada, um, which is now actually way more developed than I remember. But he was just so kind and, and everything about, I grew up in my very, very early years on a ranch and with horses and my dad always rode. It was always a thing. We always had horses. And up here I had, horses again I had you know just a family environment um my stepmom never really wanted to be a mom but she was in, willing to embrace raising me and kind of taking over where things had left off badly with my mom and so I call I remember calling my mom I was in the kitchen of my parents house up here in Nevada and I called home to my mom and simply told her I want to move here and my dad's deal was you have to finish out your final year of middle school and uh that when you graduate eighth grade summer you'll move up here so I did just that and I remember counting down I remember my last week saying goodbye to friends I remember packing two suitcases of whatever I could fit that I really wanted to take with me and jumping on a Southwest Airlines flight and I got here June 29th of 1999 and I've been here ever since. So that's where it started for me, um, <laughs> honestly, but it was the biggest move of my life and it changed the course of everything for me. So say so. a little bit more about how you saw that or how you see retrospectively how that choice to come here and thankfully your dad and your stepmom embracing that decision right now that kind of changed how you move forward jessica um well you know i i was bound for a life of either severe drug use gang member um a lot of people in my past will say you probably wouldn't have made it to 18 you know so i knew i just felt this calling in my heart that i i wanted to be happy I just, I really wanted to be in a place where I had no history, I had no past. Um, my whole family grew up in the town that I grew up in. And so your name kind of carried a history, no matter where you go. And I just couldn't escape it. And I, and I wanted to, I wanted so badly to escape it. And so when I moved here, um, my parents, you know, got me into some therapy when they noticed that some of my old habits, of course, they follow you, you know, and it, it just, I didn't know how to be different. That was how I survived um, up till that time. So uh, going through a little bit of, you know, psychology and a little bit of therapy with a great therapist um, helped me manage that and become a different thinker, you know, and there was a lot of tough love growing up on a ranch changes everything from growing up in the ghetto so in the city you know um and there was a lot of responsibility you're up at 5 30 a.m to feed the animals and cleaning the barns and the stalls and everything when your friends are off for the weekend hanging out and you're miles away from your you know neighbors so it's not like you can just run away whenever you please you know so and when I moved here I had an entire summer before I even started school so there were no connections to even be had it was a lot of self introspective work and and understanding this is your new life and this is where you will exist and being okay with that you know and uh i was raised an only child so that wasn't a shock but it was 
I was now literally by myself at all times. You know, dad was always working on the ranch, doing something in the shop or whatever the case was. And my stepmom at the time worked for the local college and she had a regular nine to five. So, um, which she actually quit when I started high school and became just a stay at home full-time mom, which was pretty awesome. So I had the best of both worlds, I would say, because my trials and tribulations shaped the strength that I have in me uh, to start over and to, you know, just take life like brush it off your shoulders and <laughs> roll with the punches um but it also gave me kind of the best of both worlds where i had a lot of love and structure and them teaching me your worth and how to just be strong and then and, and change my my course and change my direction so Ooh-wee, those are big changes good changes <laughs> all at 13. <laughs> well, well that's a pivotal time in our lives especially for young women you know we're making big choices so you know the timing was perfect and you were brave enough to say what you wanted and your dad listened to you he really did you know he really did and he he made the right decision by letting me finish you know middle school and, and get the chance to say goodbye to friends and you know slowly transition myself to that point um but even then getting on that plane knowing goodbye world you know (laughs) was pretty interesting definitely so well let's advance forward 20 years so now you're you were 13 when you came here but now 20 years in the future you're 33 34 and um you decide that you're gonna change careers at that point you're a cfo in a successful company um but you had gone on your own health journey to lose 95 pounds and at that point you chose to quit and become a chef Right. So that was your, that was another example of your Southwest flight, right? What prompted you, A, to quit? And tell us a little bit about this journey of um, losing 95 pounds and moving towards health. Well, so I had given birth to my second child, my beautiful daughter. Um, I was 24 years old and uh, weighed at five foot two over 200 pounds um, at birth. And uh, remember my, my gynecologist and yeah, doctor telling me I'd only put on roughly 12, 12 pounds of during the entire pregnancy. So if that tells you anything, you know, I had an eight and a half pound baby. So <laughs> there wasn't really a lot of room for, oh, it's baby weight. Um, so I remember I fell into a really deep, dark depression. I, I suffered from postpartum depression pretty bad. Um, and my body, I had, had two C-sections. I had a tubal ligation during my second C-section. And then the following day had a gallbladder removal um, surgery. So I I just had a lot of trauma done to my my body and I was miserable. I was really unhappy. So I started with, you know, just daily walks, whatever the case was. So fast forward seven years and I was roughly around 75 pounds down and um, had a friend that's a trainer in California and a bodybuilder himself and had made his own insane transformation and he kept telling me you should compete you should compete you should compete and i thought no way and after all the work i've put in am i stepping on a stage and letting someone else judge how hard i've worked for this you know and how good i look i feel great no way but the more he kind of bugged at me and and the better i looked the more i kind of got into it so um i started just training in the gym um five six seven days a week at times um 
an hour and a half to three hours a day, depending on what the protocol was. Um, and then I made my first stage debut in um, October of 2018. And um, all the confidence in the world. And I remember thinking, I don't, I don't look like any of these girls. I, I had a homemade bathing suit that I had bought from the local lingerie store that, you know, I zhuzhed up a little bit. I um, didn't have the right tan. <laughs> I literally looked like a ghost compared to the other girls, but it was all about taking that leap for me and being scared and really just putting it all out there and saying, I did it. I did this. Um, and I guess like another Southwest flight, right. Of just like, take that leap and go for it. See what happens. Um, I didn't place, I didn't, you know, make any kind of trophies or anything like that, but I just felt so accomplished at the end of that. I felt so empowered to say, yeah, I did that, you know, I took, I stepped so far outside of my comfort zone and I made waves, you know, and I loved the feeling that I, that came from that, the high that came from that. And I couldn't come off of that. So I competed a couple more times, uh, the years following that. And, um, so yeah, so then I was working as a CFO and I loved my job. I loved the company I worked for. I loved everything about it. But I remember my boss basically telling me his dreams, you know, and what was next for him. And it felt like I was getting settled into, you stay here and manage and run this dream. And I'm going to go do big, bigger, better things and play around and have fun and be this entrepreneur. And I thought, wait a second, I want that. I, that's, that's what I want. You know, I want to be able to play around and say, I did this for me. You know, it was the second step to that. So we couldn't come to a conclusion. We couldn't come to a consensus of how many hours I should have been working and what versus what I was already putting in and all this. And I just remember one day saying, that's it. I'm done. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I didn't know I was going to become a chef. I just thought, I know I can do something and I know I have the desire to start something big. So just start, just do it. And the first start is walking away from what's holding you back. So there it was, you know, I walked out the door, I packed my things. I walked out the door of the office and never looked back. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, so yeah. had you been, had you always cooked? I mean, like why become a yeah. chef? Oh, no, I have always cooked. Um, I love, love cooking for family. Sharing food is my love language, I would say, in a lot of ways. Um, it's, it's a way of showing caring and opening your heart and uh, show, you know, you share your table. Jesus shared bread, you know, um, the Last Supper, all of it. So for me, it, it, it's a lot of it has so many, so much meaning to me. Um, I grew up in a pretty large Italian family, um, especially moving up here uh, and see, being with the rest of the family. And, you know, Sunday dinners were a big thing um, and making pasta and pasta sauce and the filling and everything, you know, it was a, all the aunties, all the grandmas, everyone would show up to, to take part in the process and uh, enjoy the fruits of your labor for not just one night, but for, you know, freeze it. And for months on end, you could enjoy and, and have that reflection of this was that time when we all sat and had this moment together. So for me, it, it it's so much more than just cooking, but I had done it my whole life. I had cooked for myself. My mom was a great 
great cook when when things were going really good i remember her spanish rice was my favorite thing in the world to eat um so little things like that like i just remember and i was raised with a very ethnic background i had a lot of exposure to every background you could imagine um eating filipino food and greek food and indian food you name it and and i loved all the flavors i loved the spice and so i just took that with me i remember cooking and having a lot of friends and family tell me this is great you know you should bottle this or can this or you know can you make this for me it's my favorite thing that you make and and so when i hear those things of course your confidence builds a, li a little bit when i decided to be a chef with zero formal background i thought i, I when people would call me a chef i'm like ah, i'm a cook <laughs> like chefs have had you know they they go to culinary school they have all this technical training and stuff like that i'm a i'm a cook i'm a home cook and i'm a great home cook i kind of equate myself a little bit to a rachel ray right she was never classically trained either but here she is this amazing you know chef so um it was it was hard for me to absorb that for a minute <laughs> but i now i kind of embrace it you know and i think yeah i've done this now for a year oh, we're going on two years almost so you know it was it was something i just leaned into i built my business plan and i just stepped into it took that leap so so i want to point out that your business where you've actually been doing this for your business is not that old it hasn't been around that long and it also i might point out coincides with the COVID shutdowns. So your business is a food business. We know that restaurants, all of those got hit hard, especially during the early stages of COVID. Um, some of them came back if they pivoted to take out, some still haven't come back um, or they've come back different. But yours is actually an in-home service during a time where we're on kind of like shutdown, people are getting vaccinated, not back, you know, different stages. So. Right and yet you didn't go under you did well so tell me um who came to you and how did they find you how did you survive i guess is where I, i'm asking it's like as a startup that is not right. my uh, first thought like hey let's start an in-person service when we're not doing a lot of in-person right um I, I will say for the first three months so i started the business january of 2020 announced my launch like on january 1st was super excited to welcome my company to the world in a time when everyone's planning their resolutions right and i thought what better way for people to really make that resolution and stick to it and finally see through you know to the end of something than to have their nutrition completely not something they have to think about it's out of their hands all they got to do is pull that container out of the fridge give it a zap in the microwave or you know heat it in a skillet however you please and enjoy and know that you're reaching your target goals um and so i was super excited and then along comes you know roughly march april of 2020 and the whole country the whole world is shutting down and everyone's you know stay at home and i i went through a moment of panicking every time i would leave to to go to a client's house i would think what if what if like quarantine happens right now and what does quarantine even mean you know from the movies you think 
National Guard and, you know, patrolling the streets. And it's just, you think worst case scenario. And so I was like, I can't leave my house because then what if I can't get home? <laughs> so it was even terrifying for me, right? Um, so there did come a point where I had to basically just kind of close my business altogether. Um, and that lasted for a couple months. Um, and thankfully I had my husband who was an essential worker as a construction worker going to work every day and busier than ever really. Um, so he was able to help kind of float us through those couple months. And then June came around and I just thought, I, I have a new business and I really can't sit here and wait any longer. Um, and I, I'm, ready to start again and so I just put it out there on my Facebook and on my platforms like hey if you're ready and willing to come back to us we're taking all the extra precautions we can think of we're triple quadruple sanitizing everything we'll wear masks gloves you know you name it I'll do whatever it takes but if you want to have me in your home and you're ready to you know get back on track with life we are too and we're here for you. And I, within a day, I had four or five clients right back to me going, yep, we're ready. Let's do this. We have dreaded the last three months of not having you in the house and we're tired of takeout and we're tired of cooking and please come help us. You know, and I, it was like, okay, cool. And then from there, the momentum just kind of kept growing and, you know, people were, I guess, really ready to just kind of have some semblance of normalcy back and, you can only eat takeout, right? So many times or be in your kitchen so many times cooking so many meals. So having me back in their lives with all those extra precautions and knowing that they could trust the person that was coming to their home on a regular basis, um, I think was key. So, you know, I just made sure to be very open and honest with them and, and they were vice versa with me if anyone was fallen ill in, in their family or in their household every precaution was taken two weeks you know from them and and stuff like that so we we just really have been fortunate I guess to be cautious to follow guidelines the best of our abilities and to let our clients kind of lead the way as to what they thought was the best we offered a few virtual consultation type things where I would zoom in with a, a client and kind of go through the recipe with them when they would cook live with me um you know I pivoted I pivoted every which way I could think of I would still provide menus and grocery lists and instructions and stuff like that so that people still had a variety and if they were willing and able to you know cook at home uh, they took it on their own and then that pivoted into like a whole additional service that I now offer. So it's pretty cool. Um, it was all about the pivot in 2020, right? You know, of this is how you sink or swim. Um, and we all know, I guess now that at this time I'm, I'm a survivor, I'm definitely not going to sink. So I'm not going to let that happen. So I did everything I could to just paddle and stay aboard. So, so let me, let me just ask this question. Cause I can imagine putting the word personal chef together, people are listening, thinking, okay, there's no way. I'm telling you people think this because I know what I thought. So I'm just going to be transparent about that. Um, a, there's no way I can afford this. B, it sounds a little bit like uh, over the top, right? <laughs> I, I'm a little lazy if I'm not cooking for myself and my family. I certainly have the ability to cook or reheat. Um, and by the way, I'm not sure that's a good investment, whatever. So, but I recognized in my own head, all those limiting beliefs. The only reason I got over them was the louder voice was, 
I am not eating takeout and I am not eating frozen food just because it's fast. I, you right. know, like I'm committed to staying healthy. And like I said, we've got different health needs in our home. So right. I thought, well, I'm, it's not a big investment, honest to God. I remember our first conversation when you gave me a price and I, I shared it with my husband. He goes, is that per person? I says, no, that's the service for the week. And he goes, okay, so that's one dinner. And I go, no. And so for me, but it was a head turner to go, okay, you don't have to spend a ton to have a ton of value. And I will tell you that we eat when you come, we will eat off of the two different menus, if you will, for the entire week by mixing them up, adding salads or sides or whatever. But, you know, to have a customized gluten-free meal, vegetarian at the time, we had another person living here and I can be more omnivore, but you know, I have my preferences of high veggie. So um, to have that, but I'm just a regular person. So I think I always thought people at personal chefs were all these famous people, super uber wealthy. What is, give us a profile of some of your clients without telling us who they are. Like, what are, what are they? Are they family? I have everything from, yeah, entire families, um, you know, single moms, um, doctors, um, CEOs, you name it. It really runs the gamut of any, I, my motto is if you eat, I can help, right? Because if you really just want ease of nutrition, you, you want good food, healthy food, fresh food, um, but that literally takes no effort without going to your freezer, without going to the freezer aisle or DoorDash or, you know, whatever uh, out there, you know, delivery service you can think of. Um, not using any of those, but not having to think about it. Um, then I'm your girl. Like that, that was kind of how I modeled the whole company. Um, and the other part of it was, it doesn't have to be expensive. By coming to your home, and providing a menu that includes a grocery list um, and quantities that I need to complete a recipe, um, you're able to control the cost of your, your grocery bill. And think of how many times you've gone grocery shopping with all the intention of making XYZ meals for the week, right? And then life happens and you're too tired and the meals don't get made and the food goes to spoil and you're right back at the grocery store. Hello. A week all over again right I forgot, I, had the, the, I forgot i had those vegetables gosh darn it now there's science projects exactly exactly right totally the meat spoiled or it's freezer burnt you know um whatever the case is because you just you were too tired and ordering out was the next best option or whatever the case is so i allow you to control your grocery bill now all of a sudden that grocery bill that you were spending anyways gets put to use it, your meals are cooked. They're, they're done for the week. I will say that the biggest opposition I come across is people not wanting to eat the same food for five, six days, you know. Um, and so I try to provide as much variety as I can. Like in your case, you guys only have me prep dinners, but I'm able to provide a couple different dinners options and you can use it for a lunch or a dinner. You know, it's whatever is making you guys make that time and, and effort. Oh, my friend, I have had some of those dinners for breakfast. I mean, I will say, and I, you know, 
I will say that you just take a smaller quantity and add a different protein source maybe, right? But, oh no. And the things that I never would have thought were possible to have, like really fresh, interesting salsas or chutneys to go, those are super flexible. Um, And, you know, it's easy to freeze stuff and then take it later. So, no, I I get that. Uh, um, I get that. And if you need a high variety, then just want less volume. So exactly. And so, uh, you know, and it's fully customizable. So uh, the niche, I guess I found was that in the delivery of meal prep companies and stuff like that, it's a mass produced menu. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a one fits all type situation. Um, I take the time to know each one of my clients desires needs, um, their health, you know, issues that might, um, be a problem, everything from diabetic to high blood pressure, uh, gluten, you know, keto, paleo, you name it. Um, I do my research. I keep myself very educated and up to date on, you know, all the nutritional facts and information that come out. It changes constantly, right? 10 years ago, 20 years ago, eggs were horrible for us. Now it's like your main source of nutrition and protein. So it's, you know, omega-3 fatty acids. So it really, you can never really tell. Um, but that's where I come in. That's where I get to kind of plug and play. Um, and it's my creative outlet. I don't draw, I don't, I don't dance, you know? So for me, this is how I'm creative is in the kitchen, getting funky with stuff, um, and, and playing around, you know, and feedback is my best friend because getting to know my clients taste buds, they're, you know, what, what really like sparks that interest in them. That's where we find our happiness, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great roller coaster for me. It's, you know, had its highs and its lows. And let me tell you, going from a CFO who built and ran businesses for almost 20 years to, doing it for myself it's two different ball games and no one ever told me that but that's okay we're we're learning as we go <laughs> it is a different ball game it's a slightly different mindset um yeah but it is super rewarding it is it's the best reward i think i could have ever asked for for sure so jessica i'm i'm imagining someone's listening they're saying well that's all fine and dandy for you sarah you live near jessica right but what about me i live somewhere else so i, I have two related questions one is what would how would you suggest someone try to find a jessica like you where they live like what questions would they ask how might they search for that because if you put in chef you're going to get cater you get the gamut right so give me some tips the the chances are um without kind of shooting myself in the foot with growth here um but the chances are there's a personal chef in your area that doesn't have a commercial kitchen that they work out of per se and doesn't have um maybe they're fresh out of your culinary school your local culinary program um i i I found my current team member uh ian through our local community college um he's a current culinary student as well as just a lover of all things you know food and culinary and has a great eye for food and and recipes and he's been an incredible addition but i would say you know working with something like that working with your local college to find a culinary student that wants to kind of hone in on their skills and stuff like that 
be flexible, be open to and willing to eating, you know, one or two meals a week that are, you can kind of rotate throughout your, your day and, and throughout your week, um, instead of having a different meal every single day. Um, and especially if you're trying to read reach a nutrition goal, or if you're trying to reach a weight loss goal or something like that, um, I would say, you know, having them only at your house once a week for a couple hours to do that prep makes all the difference in the world of how much that prep is going to cost you. Um, so when you're thinking personal chef, you're not thinking live in, they're there for all your demands throughout the day. We're talking one day, three hours in your kitchen, but all the food that you could think of you need for the week is ready at your fingertips. Um, and just be willing to, to kind of work around that. I do have clients that I'll visit twice a week in order to kind of split their week up a little bit more. Um, again, it's all kind of what your budget is, what your needs are, your desires are, or maybe you only need three or four days worth of help. And then the other three days you can manage, you know, think of what your biggest need is. Think of where your hardest uh, meal kind of comes in. That's, that's what I always tell my other clients is if we don't need to do three meals a day, what's that one meal that you struggle to get consistently made for yourself? Is it breakfast, lunch, dinner? daily snacks, whatever it is that's going to just help you hit that target, keep on track and just really eat health, healthy, you know, and, and get rid of the fast food, get rid of the to go, um, the delivery fees, all of that, and just have something that's at your fingertips, ready to rock, you controlled what ingredients it can be fully organic if you wanted, you know, so it's really about taking control of that. So, um, if you have a Jessica in your town, those would be my, my tips. Um, and if you don't, there's always me with, you know, some tips and tricks of how I can help you get a prep done of at least one meal in really 30 minutes or less at times. So, well, and I could see using you as a hybrid. Like if I didn't live here and I had right. a new chef coming out, but maybe they weren't sure about the best meals for our family's dietary needs. I would definitely pay you to write meals for me, right? Like, you know, so folks listening, I'm thinking, what should I ask Jessica? Because I'm wondering, what do we want this week, right? Because right. I get to pick and then, and Jessica customizes all the menus. Uh, or if I, like yesterday, I'm thinking, I don't know what I want, but it's been really cold here. So I go, we're thinking about this. And I'd been thinking about it for a good 45 minutes before we <laughs> talked. And I even asked my husband, he goes, I don't know, I'm thinking something like maybe a rope. I hadn't even gotten the question out of my mouth and just goes, how about this and this? I'm going, great. So then the next thing I get is the grocery list and off goes my husband. Groceries are done. Hello. All the meals are done for the week now, or they will be because I can smell as we're doing this interview now, Ian is in the kitchen. I can smell what he's cooking and I'm getting really hungry, but <laughs> that will wait until tonight's dinner. Um, so I think for folks, um, I will say that offhandedly, maybe two and a half years ago, I joked, I was at a restaurant and I was talking to one of the gals who works there and we were talking about the food and why does she like, you know, it's a really nice locally owned restaurant. And uh, I said, yeah, that's one of my fantasies is to have someone who will go shopping for me, not food shopping, but like clothes shopping, go manage all my clothes for me. I don't want to deal with it. And 
a chef. And after I have that, I'd like a car driver too. And she's, we're laughing, joking about it. Well, today I have a personal chef for our family. Um, and now I'm thinking about when we vacation and Jessica and I've already talked about this is she'll just make foil wrap things that we can barbecue while we're camping. I'm going, okay, that takes camping to a whole new level. <laughs> so anyway, it's, I just would recommend if you need help, whether it's for a day or two, or if you are a caretaker for somebody, and this was really what pushed me over the edge, you know, for needing support. Um, I've, have prepared meals with and for my husband for years because we you know you get with someone you get in sync and yep. you you kind of know what you want to eat or don't are you hungry or you're not but it's easy to get out of health habit but when we were also caring for someone else with very specific dietary limitations it was hard for me because i felt responsible and mm. i was so happy to give that responsibility to you jessica <laughs> <laughs> because all of a sudden now food without high sodium is really tasty again. I'm thinking, hmm, right. personal chef, low stress, low investment every week. We're buying the groceries anyway. Like you said, it's a matter right. of putting them together. So yeah. I actually think our grocery bill has gone down for the re and I just for the reason that you said, it's like, we're not trying to figure stuff out for every day um, right. and we don't have waste. Right. And that is like with your specific thing, we, you know, we had gluten-free vegetarian, but Sherm still loves to have uh, meat and potatoes, meat, meat and potatoes. Right. So uh, what all I think of was, oh my God, that's three different meals that I now have to, you know, come up with. Whereas I can make a meal that can come together if cooked separately in you know three different ways or whatever it comes together with a vegetarian option a meat option or a fully loaded you know yeah. go to those option for you and i i think that was so much fun to kind of take on that challenge of how we could dissect a couple dishes and make them you know separately but still an individual you know a whole a whole course and um it you know you've given me a great great opportunity to just really elevate myself and um yeah happy to i'm happy to be your experiment um because it's been what it has done for me is it's created a mind shift right and right. so that which is you know in the work that i do a mind shift is huge because once you can envision something then stepping into it is not that hard you're just going yeah of course that's not that's not about somebody else that's about lots of folks and i'm right. one of those lots of folks so jessica I'm curious if there's something that, um, you know, you want to offer folks, maybe they just want to have a consult with you or reach out to you. Um, is there something that you want to offer them? Well, yeah, my consultations are always free. So if you have questions, if you have, you know, someone in your family that's been newly diagnosed with some kind of dietary limitation and you're kind of struggling with how you're going to approach that, I'm always open to talking with anybody regardless of where you live um if you would like maybe some tips and tricks personally on finding somebody like me in your town um i would love to talk to you you know more about that um it's always free like i said and they can go ahead and schedule the consultation times through my website um if you are local uh as a special promotion through sarah's podcast i'm hoping to reach out with you and um you know 
come to your home and meet with you and uh, you'll get 15% off your preps um, for the first month that you sign up. So I'm really hoping to just reach out to anybody. We have, like I said, several different package options. They're all fully customizable. Um, you can add, you know, a family member or even a friend um, onto your prep plan and have them just come pick up the food from you at your house. We do, we do a lot of really tailoring ourselves to everyone that eats, like I said, and, you know, we're willing to keep growing um, as far as we can reach, you know, uh, I would even say I would love to connect with other chefs in other communities um, that understand kind of our business model and would like to maybe take that on and, and find new clients in their town that they could use this business model off of. Um, I still provide the recipes, the grocery lists, all you have to do is cook. So I, yeah, really excited for the opportunity to have this outreach and to kind of reach more people. I will say um, just recently, there's a, there's a uh, fitness competition coming into town next weekend. And I was uh, contacted by two of the competitors that will be here for the competition next week uh, to do a prep for them, for their meals, for those days leading up to the competition. They all have very tailored specific dietary needs, you know, that they have to eat with. Um, and so I've apparently already reached all the way to Muncie, Indiana recently. So really excited for that and just, you know, excited to be their meal prep gal and kind of get into, you know, um, the networking of that whole situation. So yeah, lots of opportunities, lots of big things, you know, happen very quickly and just in the blink of an eye. And uh, this opportunity, you know, couldn't have happened at a better time. So no, and I, I love the, the opportunity you may open up for other people to think about, well, this could be maybe it's possible for me if I'm a newly trained, a trained chef, or I'm mm -hmm. someone who's a really great cook that loves cooking and wants to grow. Um, there's just so many um, opportunities for connecting with you. And on that note, what are the best places for people to find you online? How do people reach you? Okay, well, we are on Facebook. Um, it's Meal Prep For You by Jessica. Um, and it's the number four and then the letter U. Um, no spaces between that. And uh, we're online at www.mealprep.com dash the number four the letter u.com um and we're on instagram as well meal prep by jessica um and so yeah you can reach out on any one of those platforms you can schedule consultations right through our website you can take a look at our packages you can read my backstory see my before and after photo um and yeah, I really look forward to it. Um, you can call, text, my information's on each one of those platforms. You can Google or Yelp me as well, um, <laughs> like Sarah did. And uh, it's just really important that you put in the meal prep in the number four, the letter U, and you'll find me pretty pretty easy. It's a unique name, so. And we'll have all those links in the show notes. So if you're not where you can grab them right now or you, you didn't quite hear them, they'll be in the show notes. So you can just go to those and... Get your hyperlinks there. Jessica, I am so, I don't know, I'd say happy. I just enjoy getting to know you more and more over the months. And um, I love having someone cook. That's not me. me I'm so lucky you're 
local. I'm so lucky you're in my hometown and that this, you know, has blossomed into such an incredible relationship. And I'm very, very grateful for you that day you reached out and just said, you know what? I, I can't do this. It's, it's just driving me crazy. Please help. <laughs> I think those were my exact words. As professional as I wanted to be, I think when we actually, I think in email, I said that. And then when we got on the phone, I was, I kind of just went, oh my God, you know, this is real. This is really I, th- I think my real frustration right. came out because you were so thoughtful in the questions you asked. So, oh. and then it lasted for what, 10 minutes and you had a solution and here we go. And so. here we are. Right. And, and here we are. So again, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your platform and to reach your listeners. And um, I really look forward to emails, phone calls, text messages, any way you guys want to reach out to me, any of the questions you have, I'll be happy to dig in, research, whatever I've got to do and be there to help. So she means it when she offers it, folks. So reach out. And with that, I'll talk to the rest of you next week on the next issue or the next episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. Jessica, love you, sister, and I'll see you soon. All the love. Thank you so much, Sarah. Bye. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.